the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel, Defender of Zion. Shalom. Last week, we talked about prayer and fasting. Are you going to join us? Today, we're going to talk about different things we should pray about in these 40 days of prayer and fasting. Are you ready? Let's pray first. Avinu Malkeinu, you are our Father and you are our King, and we love and adore you. We praise you and worship you. We magnify you and give you all the glory. For, Father, you are great and greatly to be praised. Lord, it's hard to even know, Lord, your abundance, your who, how large you are, so to speak. But we ask, O Lord, that you would receive our faith and our desire to serve you, our desire to worship you, our desire to to lift you up, and our desire to share you with others. So, Lord, pour out your Spirit upon us. Pour out your Spirit on this program today as we seek to figure out what we should be praying about. So we bless you and thank you in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Okay. Just a couple of thoughts before we begin. I, I pray again that uh, you would consider a monthly pledge or a one-time gift for our program. Call Karen at 813-831-5673 at our office or go to our website, heartofmessiah.org. I'd appreciate your financial involvement and obviously your prayer involve, uh, involvement. So. Uh, please do so. Also, you can find my messages on Facebook Live and YouTube uh, from services uh, Friday night and Saturday morning. Um, and Tuesday evening, we have our prayer meeting at, from 6.30 to 7.30 on Facebook. Um, also, these messages, if you want to hear previous messages, go to the website again, heartofmessiah.org, and you can find past messages there. We'd love for you to visit our congregations, and especially as we're getting closer to the Moedim, the holy days, we're praying that you are praying for your Jewish friends and want to bring them to our services. We're in St. Pete and South Tampa and Wesley Chapel. We have a, uh, a Spanish congregation, Conexion. Uh, we are looking forward to you coming. Um, 
with children, uh, without. Uh, we just love to have visitors, so we, we would love to have you uh, join us. Also, I'm offering a number of free th- things this um, this day. Lord uh, uh, has given me an inspiration for uh, a prayer guide during fasting, plus a number of resources uh, for praying and sharing one's faith. So just call the office and ask for whatever the, the prayer guide plus everything else that I'm giving away and, and, uh, they will email it to you or send it out to you, whichever is better. They'll know what to send you. I'll, I'll let them know. Okay. You know, we're in a cultural crisis in our country. It is splitting us down the middle and ripping us apart. If you are feeling like me, it is painful to watch. Very painful. The only solution that I can see is God sending his revival spirit to us. Only he can do it. However, we know from Scripture, he continuously uses people to carry out his will. So maybe God is using me to begin revival in Tampa Bay, or maybe he's using you. And then throughout the state and the country and Israel and the world, it just takes one person to light a match. And then it, the, the fire is supposed to grow. And, and, and I just pray that out of these, uh, this discussion of prayer and fasting, we will see a great revival. Each week I've been asking this question. Do you believe that God can change people and circumstances in our country? Do you believe he is calling us to become prayer warriors, an army of prayer warriors? Today, let's look at who and what to pray for during our 40-day prayer and fasting, which begins on the 17th. So that is just a couple days away, right? I'm hoping you're going to join us. We'll, oh, we always have to start with ourselves when we pray. I mean, after we, you know, we talked about praising God and and that would be the first thing we do. Then we talk about ourselves because if we're not right, how can we talk to other people, right? So here are some things to answer about yourself. And so you can decide whether they have to be prayer points or not, right? Let's start. Number one, do I hunger and thirst for God? Well, that's an easy question to answer, but what is it easy to be honest? Are you hungering and thirsting for God? Are you spending enough time with the Lord each day? Is he part of your life all the time? Number two, am I praying and reading and studying God's word each day? Okay. Number three, am I showing love to each person in my family, regardless of what they say or do? It's not easy, is it? But this is what God requires. Number four, am I showing love to each person that I come in contact with at work or at the fast food place or wherever you frequent? 
Are you showing the love of Messiah wherever you are? Would people recognize that you love God with all your heart, soul, and mind without you having to tell them? Is there anyone, number five, is there anyone, family, friend, acquaintance, who you are holding a grudge against or they have a grudge against you? Either way, Scripture is very clear. We need to deal with that. So all of these, if you find that you're not, this is not what you're doing, or, or these become prayer points and then action points, right? Number six, are my intentions and actions acceptable to the Lord? In other words, if he was on your shoulder... If Yeshua was sitting on your shoulder day after day, would he approve or disapprove? (laughs) Okay, number seven. Is my speech acceptable to the Lord? You know, we are to encourage one another. We are to strengthen one another. We are to bless one another. When you disagree with somebody, is your speech confrontative or is it somehow trying to find unity and encourage? Are the words you use lifting people up or tearing them down? Are you blaming people or seeking to find solutions? What is your speech like? Is God accepting your speech? Number eight, is my countenance joyful or sad? It's funny, yesterday, I mean, I was having a rough day yesterday, but I also uh, saw somebody else. And, and you know, this is normally a fairly peppy person, you know? And I said, what's wrong? And they said, oh, nothing. And then I saw him later on in the day, and I said, what's wrong? And they said, well, it's been a couple hard days. But I knew it. I mean, it was all over their body language. It was all over their face. It was all over their, I mean, it. so the question is, is your countenance joyful or sad? It's not based on circumstances. It's based on your relationship with God. So are circumstances or people wearing you down? Or is God lifting you up? And number nine, are you crying out for revival in your life? Are you, I mean, besides the fact that number one says, do I hunger and thirst for God? But are you crying out for revival that you are going to be the source of revival amongst your family and friends and all the people in your congregation? They're going to look at you and see revival and want it for themselves. So when we pray, after we pray for ourselves, and look, there were 20 other things I could have asked as well, but I didn't want to take the entire time uh, today asking you questions about your prayer life and your, your actions and, your, and, and how you live. But this is the kind of thing that is really great for us to do when we are getting ready, when we're preparing, and you need to write this stuff down. Why? 
Well, if you don't write it down, it's going to go out of your head. You're not going to pray about these things because you didn't write them down. And you're going to, when you pray, you're going to do the stuff that you've been doing for months and years by rote. And God wants you to dig in to your very being and see the things that that he has to change in you by because you've prayed these words that these things are things that are are, are are that need change right in your life that's why you're praying now you pray for others the same way you pray for your family members you pray for your friends you pray for the people in your congregation you pray for your congregation you know spiritually Physically, emotionally, financially, in their relationships. These are five categories that you can pray for in general for other people, but then it gets specific. So if you're praying for a family member who needs help emotionally, you can pray very specifically about that, right? And then there are other groups to pray for. You you want to pray for marriages. Oh, marriages are under attack so strongly. I'm sure you know many marriages that are struggling. Maybe it's your marriage. I don't know. But we need to pray for marriages and family dynamics, families, the children respecting the parents, the parents loving the kids after loving each other, obviously. So we need to see the dynamics of family relationship working together to uh, to do the things that God has called us to do. We, na- we need to pray especially for teens, don't you think? And also young adults. For us older people, I know this gets tiring, but I really see the difference between my generation and and younger generations in terms of their motivation, in terms of their compassion, in terms of so many things that that th- this culture has caused uh, structurally to to struggle. And so we need to pray for our young people, but we need to pray for our elderly as well. We pray. Okay, so you, you get the idea, right? And, you know, the things that I want to send you out will help you focus on what to pray for. So please just call our office and ask for them. Now, we besides praying for these different categories and different groups, we need to pray for our city, our state, our country, Israel, and the world, right? When we pray for these groups, we pray for the influential groups that change culture. So I want you to consider seven categories to pray for, because if those seven categories get revived, we have worldwide revival, right? Okay, so you might want to write them down. Uh, or just get the material that we're emailing to you because it'll be listed. Number one is religion and faith groups. Number two, families. Number three, 
education. Number four, arts, entertainment, and sports. Number five, the media. Number six, business. And number seven, the government. So let's start with religion. You say, well, why are we praying for people of faith? Because uh, they already have faith. Yeah, except that a lot of the people in 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 the uh, who consider themselves believers are not walking with God, and so we need to pray for them to be revived. We need to pray for pastors and leaders of congregations, Messianic congregations, to be revived. We need to pray for Jewish people and Muslims and secular people to come to know Yeshua as Messiah. There's so much to pray for just in this category. We, we need to pray that these, these, uh, progressive churches would believe that the Bible is God's word along with everybody else. We need to pray for unity for those people who believe in Yeshua, uh, that churches and, and messianic synagogues would be in unity to, to, together to, to solve problems and deal with issues. There's so much to pray for. Secondly, we should pray for families, as I said. And again, we need to pray for marriages, that there would be love, respect, honor, and faith, that that our married people would be an example of Ephesians 5, where it talks about not only submitting to one another, but the husband loving the wife as as Yeshua loves the body of believers and so on. Uh, so we need to uh, pray certainly about that. We need to pray that our children would obey parents, that they would respect uh, the the family, the, the the parents, the grandparents, the the cousins, and so on. Um, we pray for unity and direction and purpose, and and that there be a strong walk with the Lord in each of the families and part of a strong faith community, that they're part of a congregation, they're not just being alone, that they are fellowshipping and, and they are raising the iron sharpening iron and, and they are being raised up and they're raising others up. We need to pray for revival in families. We need to pray for revival in the educational system, that our teachers' administration would focus on teaching academics, not woke philosophies, patriotism, not blaming and anger against our country, tolerance and love for all, not indoctrination of progressive philosophies and secularism, helping students to think rather than judge, allow for God, the Bible, and prayer to be accepted in the classroom, radical salvation for the teachers, be good role models for our kids. I could go on and on and on for the educational community. Can't you? That they should respect parents and, and that parents are raising their kids and, and that the educational community is a support to parents. Number four. Arts and entertainment. Well, with all of these radical salvations for for the people involved in arts and entertainment and sports, and that those who are believers would be bold in their witness. They would use their platform for God. They would share their faith with peers. They would be good role models. Just move mightily. Uh, and then the media. Uh, 
Oh my goodness. We that they would stand for truth, not ideology, that they would be able to understand the different sides of an issue and regain credibility through honesty and objectiveness, and, and, and that they would be radically saved. And there's so much to pray for concerning the media and their, uh, their way of dealing with the news. And, and so we have to be praying for these people for radical salvations. Amen. And business leaders, business is our sixth topic, radical salvation for business leaders. If they involve themselves with cultural issues, allow people to be free to be on both sides of an issue, not allow greed to be their motivator, but rather helping others achieve along with making their own good living. Help the United States be self-sufficient as a country uh, so that they can have business part- partners, but that... You know, we don't know that whether or not these countries that are business partners will turn, some have, a turn and be, be our enemies. So we need to have a, a, a self-sufficient attitude. And whether we're t- talking about energy or we're talking about chips uh, or electronic parts or any of these things, we should not be able to, we should not rely on our enemies, right? And and so we want to see radical changes in the business atmosphere, right? And again, for radical salvation for the leadership. And seven, government. Oh, my goodness. Radical, radical salvation for our government. But yet, you know, even with things that we disagree with in our government, we still have to have civility. Uh, unless there is uh, something that is is uh, requires, uh, well, I, I don't even want to go into that. Let's just stay with civility. We should respect people. They should respect people. Our government should respect the, their constituents. Our government should respect the people in the country on both sides. There should, we our government. Our our leaders in government should stop the character assassinations and stop blaming people and stop name-calling, and they should try and develop areas of agreement because they are role models, and and biblical morality should be uh, on their hearts, and, and they should be vocal if they are believers, vocal about their faith and be able to listen to other opinions, and it goes on and on. Right? That you might be thinking this is a long list, and if you're specific about each category, and, and I haven't even scratched the surface, you'll be praying many, many, many hours a day. You won't be doing anything else. Yeah, that's probably true. So, since there are seven of these categories, and there's seven days per week, my suggestion is you pray for one of these major categories each day. But you know what? The idea of prayer and fasting is that we do prayer and fasting, which means if we're fasting, we have a lot more time for prayer. You get it. So I'm challenging you. Yes, I am challenging you. And I'm asking you to be with me in this. I I don't know where the time goes, but but obviously we'll continue this next week. Uh, 
please, when you call Karen, uh, ask her to email the, the just the package. <laughs> and and we'll, we have so many things. Uh, we have like six different things to email you about uh, about prayer and, and, and what to pray for and so on. And uh, please bring people to our services. Please share with Jewish people. If, if you feel this program was valuable to you, help us financially with your support and pray for us. Um, certainly go to uh, Karen at 813-831-5673. Come visit us. Look for us on our website, shereshdavid.org. And I pray that uh, I've gotten you to think and be motivated to move on this area of prayer and fasting. And I didn't even mention the upcoming election. So I pray that the Lord be your first priority. May you grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. I pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.